Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't know if you got to um, watch the tape. Um, it said... Uh, it had on there about something about me. I was talking about this marriage thing, but it seemed like a lot of the things, I'm not blaming marriage, but it seemed like a lot of things that I've been through have uh, happened when I was married, and it's just ironic. I don't know how that went down. But if you got a chance to watch the tape, the motherfucker said something about going live. You know how they do, the media, gonna say that I was out in the, um, out in the street yelling um, stuff. Did they say that on that tape? Did they say that shit? They, they, they did say that, they said, I was, motherfucker, see how they lie? You know, I see white men out there, you know, be walking all the fucking time, they don't get in trouble. I go out to the street, one day I go out there and then I get in trouble. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened. Because how they tell, man, mother. No, I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you what happened. You know, I happened to be married at the time, right? And, you know, the wife at the time asked me to go get something to eat. Being a good husband that I am, that's what I did. I went out to, I said, okay, fine, I go to McDonald's, get something to eat. Now that I think about it, I don't even know why I went out in the street to get something to eat, because being a good husband that I am, as hard as I work, I should have had a home-cooked meal, you know? I should have, you know? And, uh, you know, but I should have dressed that then, y'all. I should have dressed it then. So I go out in the street and shit, and I'm walking down the street, and I wait for a light. I go to cross the street, you know, catch the light. And next thing you know, you got ambulance, firemen, policemen, all of them out there jumping on me. They got guns and all that. All because I try to run across the street and catch the light, y'all. Nah, I was high to the motherfucker, y'all. <laughs> I was high as shit. Damn, I was lunching. I was smoking that, ew, wait, oh shit, oh shit, I'm a 
motherfucker. I, I should have known something was up with that shit. Because see, the dope man inside, you know, write it on the bag that this is the ooey. Don't smoke it until after 12 and shit. But I fucked around and smoked that shit. I saw blue smoke, but I wasn't quite sure. And I went out in the street and I was walking and some said, run real fast right now. Fucking running in the street. Fucking with the ooey. I'm running like crazy. What kind of shit has the dope man sold me? And I'm in that motherfucker just ducking cars, fucking with the cars, jumping out the way, fucking with the cars and shit. Next thing you know, the motherfucker. Police and the firemen and ambulance. Mr. Lawrence, son, what's wrong? Calm down. And I'm up there motherfucking looking at them and shit, all crazy. They looking at me, I'm looking at them. They looking at me, I'm looking at them. I start singing, how come I feel like somebody's watching me? I start singing Rockwell up in that motherfucker. I said, the dope man that sold me the ooey. Oh, shit. And then I seen all of them, and I thought my audience had changed. So I started performing for them. I started dancing and shit. Man, fucking with that ooey. And next thing you know, my jacket hit my, my arm hit my jacket. And my jacket flew open, and they're going to say that I had a, had, a, had a gun on me. Okay, no, I did. I did have a gun. Uh, yeah, now that I remember the story, I did have that. I did have, but I ain't have it to hurt nobody, y'all. I just had it because I was out there by myself. You know, if somebody tried to jump me, you know, kak, 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 get up off me, get up off me. You know, whatever I gotta do, you know. So when they saw that gun, man, it, they, I, all of them loaded up. The ambulance had guns. The damn firemen had guns. And they loaded up and they went, got ready to shoot. They said, no, Mr. Lawrence, no. And they got ready to shoot and I passed out like a mother. I fainted like shit. I said, oh, shit. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. How did it come to this? I'm in the street fucking with the ooey. Faint it, y'all, just because I knew the bullets was going to hurt, so I just, I, I figured I could brace the bullets, some of the pain, if I just check out like that. Next thing you know, I wake up about 15 minutes later, and they got me on a, a gurney. And I'm lying there on a gurney. They got the fucking news media, everybody in my face and shit, and I can't believe this. I'm like, now I'm embarrassed because I know it's going, it's going out to all the news places and everything, and everybody, they're going to write what they want, say what they want, and here's their chance to fuck with me. And I'm laying on this gurney. That motherfucker in my system, the ooh, wee. And them others had me in a paddy wagon slash ambulance. Their first option was to take me to jail, you know, because they knew something, I was fucking with something, but I was lunching in there so bad they knew I had to go to the hospital because I kept yelling out incoherent shit. I was just, monkeys like to play uh, volleyball. <laughs> oh, oh, doing dumb shit. Pitbulls like to wear Jordans. <laughs> Stupid shit. Oh, they said this motherfucker's too lunch. 
out. We gotta take his ass to the hospital. They took me to a motherfucking hospital, put me in this room with just padded walls and a big ass glass and shit where they could see through. And I'm running up to it, lunching and shit, fucking with the windows. <laughs> Walking away, you know, because the shit's in my sister. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Wait, till, when I get my hand on that motherfucking dope man, <laughs> said that nigga, he could have called me. That all oh, that motherfucker, I know he got a, a motherfucking cell phone. All he had to do was ring my phone. Tell me, don't fuck with that one there. I'm in there, the doctor comes in, he wants to help me. He says, uh, Mr. Lawrence, listen, are, are you okay? I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm paranoid, you know, just, I, listen, I want to help you, kid, but listen, I don't know, we don't know what's in your system, okay? We, check, we just ran tests, we checked your blood, there was nothing in your system at all. So we can't figure out why the fuck you're in the street, you know, why the fuck you're singing, someone's watching you, Okay, and we just don't know what's going on. Now, I need two, que new, two questions, Ms. Lawrence. I need to know what you were smoking and who sold it to you. And for about a minute, I sobered up. I like, oh, shit, I can't tell you that, doc. Oh, no, nah, that's a street code. We never tell, motherfucker. You trying to get me fucked up by the dope man? So he walked out and said, I'm going to leave your ass there, and he walked out. And then I'm sitting in there thinking as I'm trying to get this shit out of my system, like, what kind of shit did this nigga sell me that they can't find in my system? Oh my goodness, man. So I'm sitting there, man, he come back 10 days later, Mr. Lawrence, you ready to go home? You ready to go home? I say, yeah, I'm ready to go home. But monkeys, like, they do like to play volleyball. So he came back five days later after that. Wasn't quite gone. So finally, I was getting it out of my system. I said, man, I can't believe it. Y'all didn't seen it on the news. Everybody done heard. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, man, you know, my family always had to go through this. So I'm getting ready to get out of the hospital, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your love, because I felt you, you know, that you were there for me. And it shows tonight, you know. And I'm, I'm, really, I'm really thankful. So I'm forever grateful, you know, for that love. And, uh, you know, and then I'm getting ready to leave, and celebrities start coming up to see me at the hospital. Magic Johnson came to see me. They said, what's up, boy? <laughs> this is Magic Johnson. What are you doing in the street, boy? What are you doing in the street, doing what you doing, acting all crazy, boy? You just do that stuff. Don't blow your career on that bull, boy. You got to be like, show that. And that was beautiful for Magic to say that. And so I was still a little, little buzz, little buzz. So I took the, that opportunity to ask him to get me on the Lakers. <laughs> he said, show Ma, show Ma. Let's see what I can do about it, Ma. I know he went home and told Cookie, yeah, uh, that motherfucker fucked up, Cookie. <laughs> yeah, he want to take <laughs> Derek Fisher's job, baby. I know that's what he said. Then Hammer came up see me. I couldn't believe it. Hammer, Hammer, da-na-na, Hammer. Hammer, da -na -na, hammer, hammer, hammer. I done did enough dancing in the street. I'm tired, hammer. Okay? They almost shot me out there, man. It's serious. And Eric B., formerly of Rakim, Eric B. of Rakim, you know him? Anybody? Y'all heard of Eric? Yeah, that's right. Eric B. came up there. I said, Eric, I ain't got no more shit, man. Okay? They impounded my car, okay? I got a bag under the seat. Check the seat.
okay? But call that motherfucking dope man first. Call the ooh wee motherfucker, cause that shit ain't, that's why I'm here. So finally I was getting out, got a chance to go home and I was feeling bad, you know, but I couldn't let it weigh on me cause I said, you know, we fuck up, you know, so I said, let me get my life together. I'm trying to get out and I go to a club. My marriage was on the brink, so I couldn't really go home. And I go to a club. That's how we do when we try and get our life together. So I'm in the motherfucking club, you know, trying to get my dance on, doing all the old dances and shit. You know, whatever was out, somebody bumped into me. Sapana, watch yourself, man. And he gonna push me, so I punched that motherfucker in his mouth, and we got the rumbling, whatever, whatever, up in there. Cause you know, I ain't thinking, hey, I, I'm on TV and all that. You know, you push me, fuck it, you getting hit, whatever. You know, I, I could have walked away, but I didn't. So all these motherfuckers leave the club. They lead the fucking club. And all these cops come in there, about 30 cops, with shotguns for Lou Ass Martin. They gonna come in that motherfucker, cock, cock, cock it, Mr. Lawrence! I fainted again. I said, I can't believe this shit. Who all this shit, somebody setting me up. So now they ready to take me to jail. And I know I'm about to go in there and I ain't trying to let this, you know, these hardheads get at me, you know, try to come at me right here. So I, I start jumping down, I tell the police, give me five minutes, I do some push-ups. You know, man, I get my motherfucking D's on and I'm walking, got my huff on. What, what? Because if I go in there, I'm rumbling like a motherfucker. That's how I go down. What, what, what? And then they threw me in a cell by myself. <laughs> so now I'm all in a cell, all D's the fuck up with nobody to rumble. Time starts ticking and shit. About an hour go by, some of my D's drop on me. Another hour go by, some more D's drop on me. Then I, about four hours go by, I'm holding my arms like a little bit. I'm sorry. He hit me first. I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal. This is how bad I felt. So then I'm getting ready to get out of there. Right before I leave, they hand me all my stuff back, and they hand me a paper to go to court. You know, and I said, I couldn't believe it, now I'm in fucking court. So I go from Ventura to gun charges to fights to court. I wound up in court, I had this, you know, young, uh, you know, white, take no shit, you know, judge. I said, Mark, what the fuck are you doing in my courtroom? No, I wanna know why the fuck are you in my courtroom? I don't understand it. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me I go to have my bagel and my fucking coffee this morning, I look at the paperwork and your fucking name is on my fucking desk? What are you thinking, Martin? You're, you know what you're doing? You're fucking making an ass out of yourself and you're blowing it, kid. That's what the fuck you're doing, you're blowing it. You know, you're, you, you, you're in a position to do what a lot of people would love to do and you're fucking throwing it away. You're becoming a fucking menace to society and it doesn't even make sense. Why don't you use all this exposure and shit that you got to do something positive, Martin, okay? Because you're in my courtroom and I will lock your fucking ass up, okay? I don't give a shit. I will lock you up. Yes, I'm down with the brothers and the homies. I will lock your ass up, okay? I put someone away about a year ago, his name was Tank. He thought he was bad, now his name is Tina, Martin, okay? And Tina's wearing little tankies, Martin, okay? I will lock your ass up, so get yourself together or leave it alone. I will lock you up, ask Gary Coleman. And I said, oh, shit. And I said, you right. I get it together, you right. 
I'll get it together. They said, not without probation. <laughs> and them motherfuckers put me 30 days, y'all, in a field of fucking nothing but rocks. Nothing but rocks. I said, what the fuck? These ain't nothing but rocks. He said, I know. Stack them. <laughs> fuck do you mean stack them? You got 30 days to figure this shit out, nigga. Stack them. Take the little pebble to the big rock, to the bigger rock, to the big, big rock, to the boulder. Stack that shit. So I'm in there 30 days, can't believe it, got the hot show on fucking TV at the time, and I'm tripping, I can't, and everything that happened to me, and I'm in a fucking field of rocks. I said, how the fuck did I get here? So my, so it started hitting me. Started getting depressed. Because this wasn't, I didn't want this. So songs started coming to me. At least one of them. That took me back. And I started singing, sweet Lord, sweet cheerio, coming for to carry me home. And I sung that for 30 days, y'all. And then my 30 days was up. I finally got out, and I said, oh, I'm going home. I'm fucking, I'm done. I ain't got to sing that no more, you know? And I... I started walking, looked back at the rocks and shit that I had built and did a wonderful job. I said, well, damn, why can't you do that with your life? And it hit me. I said, well, how'd you fuck it up? Most people would love to do what, you, what you're doing if they had the opportunity. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Been blessed with a gift to make people laugh. You know? You know? Fuck all this and the fighting and doing all this negative. What are you doing? Then it hit me. I said, you know what? I ain't gonna be so fucking hard on myself. Because I don't owe that to no fucking body. That's what I say. I don't owe that shit to no fucking body. And I say that loud and I say that proud. I don't owe it. But what I do owe, I owe it to myself. I owe it to my loved ones. And I owe it to the people who care about me. You know why we fuck up? Because we human. Ain't nobody, nobody immune to the trials and tribulations of life. Nobody is immune to the trials and tribulations of life. Not me, you, 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 or you. And with that, I said, move on. Get your life together. Get your life together. Get your life together. So the people can't accept you for you, and they crucify you for that, then crucify this motherfucker. So I keep rolling. I keep rolling. And as I'm trying to get my fucking life together, 
I'm trying to get my life together. I'm gotta deal with rumors, people nosing in your fucking business, people that run like to run around and tell shit that they ain't even sure about. You know what I mean? And I said, what? I go to try to try to get it together, and I look at a paper that says Martin tries to jump out a plane using his jacket as a parachute. Ain't that some dumb shit? The writer ought to have his ass whooped. I said, because I know you don't use your, your jacket as a parachute if you're trying to jump out of plane. I know you got to use your pants. But they don't think I know this shit, y'all. But I'm dealing with the rumors. I go to try to get my social life together because I'm, I'm divorced now, you know. I'm embarrassed about all that shit. So I go to try to crack on some young lady. She go, ah, you crazy, ain't you? No, don't fuck with him. He got a Glock. He got a gun on him, don't he? I take some young lady out to dinner, and it's going well halfway through, and then she asks some dumb shit. Let me ask you a question. Don't you got your lady hostage in the house? I looked at her like, you got to be about one of the dumbest motherfuckers I done seen this part of town. Don't you think if I got somebody hostage in the house, and you know it, the FBI know it, the CIA, every fucking body else know it. I don't even want your dumb ass. I got up and walked away from the table and left her with the fucking bill. Fuck you. So I moved on, y'all. I said, fuck it, once again we move on. Cause it ain't gonna stop. You always gonna have devils trying to take their God's children. You always gonna have that, but they'll never win. So I move on. They can't win if they, if they wanted to. So I moved on and I went jogging. And I went jogging, and I said, somewhere there's a love just for me. Woo! Somewhere there's a love just for me. And I went jogging. Remix, fuck dying, fuck dying. And I went jogging, and I happen to have my headphones on. But I went jogging on the hottest fucking day of the summer. And a nigga passed out. Damn. As if I ain't have enough shit in my life already. Just when I try to get it together, I pass the fuck out. A brother's out on a fucking lawn laying next to shit. Has it come to this? My neighbors was walking by. They see me laying there on the lawn. I had good neighbors. You know, as the white people, they didn't want to, you know, bother me. They're talking about, isn't that Martin on his lawn? So why does he go in the house? I don't know, that's that nigger's lawn, let him lay there. <laughs> but my lady found me, and she called the ambulance. And I'm forever grateful to, to her, my family, all of them that was instrumental in, in being a part of saving my life, you know? But they didn't think I was, I was here, y'all. Cause I was laying on that ground in that sun and that motherfucking sun was frying my motherfucking head in a skull cap, in a fucking wool ass hat. It was frying my shit. So they think, oh man. They checked my pulse, they couldn't find no pulse. My temperature was 107. So the guys were driving the ambulance, they leaned over, couldn't feel the pulse. They said, fuck it, this nigga gone. You wanna stop at the liquor store? <laughs> yeah, pick up some Cavazier, fuck that. But they get me to the hospital on time. You know, I'm thankful to all of them, the doctors, the nurses, the ambulance, all of them. But one thing they gonna do, I'm 107, they needed to get me on ice. They put me on nothing but ice. They had to buy it from all the stores. They put ice all over my body, butt naked. Damn it. And now I don't mind that. Okay, I'm hot, cool me off. 
But I was butt naked and I didn't have the weight in my meat that I usually have. And so I'm out there like this on ice. And they around me taking pictures and shit, laughing at me. But I'm gonna fight that in court though now. I'm gonna deal with that. Cause somebody could have put an ice cube up on my balls and swollen it up a little bit or something. Come on now, I'm a black man, y'all. But they didn't do that, they didn't do that. So my family was there at the hospital and stuff. There was no ice in the stores. Drunks was coming getting pieces of ice off me. Thank you, Martin, getting better. <laughs> my family was there. The doctors tried to tell them to go ahead home. I said, you know, and I love them and I thank them so much for never ever giving up on me because had they gone home, I probably wouldn't even be here, you know. And my brother, <laughs> yeah, thank you, it's all, I applaud them, all of them. My whole family, I love them. Uh, yeah, it was rough. My brother scared the doctor, because he didn't want to hear that shit, he's military, what the fuck you talking about? What? He go, nigga, all right, well look, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna walk down the street. When I get back, keep talking that shit you talking, doc. <laughs> you better pull out a stethoscope, motherfucker, or something. And that's when they start working on me, working on me. And them doctors did all they could, you know, man. And I, and I thanked them for that. But as much as I thanked them, I gave God the glory for bringing me back. You know, I give him the glory, no question. I thank him, you know, for putting his children out there around me, you know, to help me. And so I woke up three days later, and I was out for three. You know, being out for three days, like I tell you, was some of the best sleep I ever got. But I woke up, everybody was happy to see me. We love you, we love you. We love, I ain't nothing wrong with my hand. Had a tube in my mouth, had a catheter in my dick. I thought my dick had grew, y'all. Oh, <laughs> shit, it was a damn catheter. I didn't even know how they got that catheter in there because they couldn't have got that shit in there if I was woke, I'll tell you that shit. So I had to learn to talk again. I had to learn to walk again. I had to learn to do all these things we generally take for granted, you know? That come to us so easy, I had to learn how to do that shit again. My show's running on the air, I got movies out, shit, but I can't even go to premieres and shit because I can't walk, can't do all this shit. So I said, fuck it, I gotta work hard to get better, work hard to get better. So they told me, they put me in a room and they gave me a bell, they said, if you need some help since you can't get up and walk, hit this bell and we'll come in and help you. The nurse will come in and help you. And this catheter was attached to a, to a tank that had, you know, is where your piss goes. And one day I tried to get up, forgot I couldn't walk, and the whole piss tank fell. <laughs> I ring the bell, bing, bing, bing. I, I dropped my, I dropped my piss. <laughs> and this fine nurse walked in, y'all. Fine. Went so fine where you go, God damn. And she came in and she cleaned up the piss. And she said, Mr. Lawrence, don't worry about it, okay? These kind of things are gonna happen right now. You know, you're, you're not strong enough, but you're gonna have to work at that. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take, you know, you working out with, you know, uh, just, you just gotta go through rehab and just take your time, man. If you need some help, just ring your bell. That's what I'm here for, Mr. Lawrence. And I looked at that fine woman, be so professional, and I said, Dun -dun. I try to get up again, pow, piss again. Bang, I dropped my pen. Came in there, clean it up again, clean it up again. This went on about 10 times, I don't know. And she's just woman that didn't complain, just clean it up with her fine self. 
Then one day I was looking at something and I laughed. <laughs> Prank and I shit it on myself. And had shit all on me. And you could, I could see the shit clearly because the, the back of the, you know, the, the hospital gown is cut out so the shit had just access to my thigh and all that shit and it just smushed. It was this soft water shit. And I couldn't take a spell. I, I didn't want to call her and shit because that nurse was so fine. I said, I can't call her. I can't call her. My pride won't let me call her. Woo, she's so fine. I know she got a fine friend. I can't call her. But the smell was so bad, I said, fuck that. They ding 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 Excuse me. And this woman came in and cleaned, cleaned up the shit. And I could not believe it. She was cleaning and she said, oh, Mr. Lawrence, I know you're embarrassed. This kind of thing can is gonna happen. I said, something wrong? That's just me. Alright. Y'all don't be letting me look crazy up here. Did I do something? Did I fuck something up? Alright, alright. I hear motherfuckers laughing at a whole different joke. So we start from here again for editing purpose. So I, she came back in the room and she she cleaned up the shit. She cleaned up the shit. And this woman's cleaning, and I couldn't believe it. And she said, Mr. Lawrence, don't worry about it. See, I know these, I told you that, you know, your bowels and everything, your muscles are not strong enough to be able to go to the bathroom correctly, but it's nothing to be embarrassed of. And this woman was cleaning. And then she started cleaning me. And she started wiping me. This fine ass professional woman was cleaning doo doo <laughs> off me. And I looked at her, and I started falling in love. And man, that was a beautiful thing for them to do, for her to do. And after that, I, I shitted about Maybe seven more times, I would say. Went from hard shit to doodle ball shit, little doodle, all kind of shit, shit with corn in it and stuff. And she cleaned it up, cleaned it up. About the tenth doodle, she was mad than a motherfucker. All that professional went out the window. She came in there, all right, Mr. Lawrence, now this shit don't make no sense. Can you two grow for this shit? Okay? You done been in this hospital all this time and you ain't worked your fucking muscles yet. Shitting all over the place. That's just not cute. And you're going to act like you want to get with me. I don't want no shitty man. Talk about Martin. Martin should be shitty, Martin. So after that, I think she quit because she couldn't take the shit off me no more. So, so she quit, and uh, I was nervous. I didn't want to call nobody else and burden nobody else with my shit. So one time I shitted, and I just sat in it. Yeah, I sat in it for, I don't know, about 10 days. I just sat there. And it was stinking like a motherfucker. Oh, it was stinking. And I couldn't hurry to take it. I wanted to ring the bell. I said, I know I don't want to burden nobody. I cut the motherfucker, took a, uh, a pillowcase and put it over my head, put it under my nose, and cut out the eyes. And I looked like a shitty superhero. 
So my pride won't let me call her, but the smell was fucking with me. And then they finally found out that the funk was coming from my room and they all ran in there. And I start, I went into denial, started blaming people and shit. I said, somebody, there's a serious shit going around. He broke in here and put the drawers on me. I wouldn't have shit it again, not after what I done been through. Finally, I stopped pissing on myself. I stopped shitting on myself. Start to learn how to walk again, talk again. You know, bring it to you, bring it to you, get out here, you know? And I could not believe it, and I said, whoa, if I ever get my, get, get my life back, like I'm getting it back, I'm gonna ride this motherfucker till the wheels fall off, and that's, that's why I'm serious, y'all. And I was feeling good, and I was getting ready to leave the hospital, and they uh, was getting ready to take out the catheter. I didn't want to see that go, I'm gonna be honest because I was going to use that. I was going to make people think it was my dick. I was going to paint it. Same color as my dick, put a vein on it, and become the hottest male dancer in DC's review. But they took it out, and I was back to life, back to reality. And I was getting off a of sympathy pussy right before I left the hospital. Nurses was coming in my room while I was packing. Hi, Mr. Lawrence, you're going home. How you feel? Good, good. God. Well, we're glad you got yourself back. We're just happy that you're back. And don't forget to ride that motherfucker till the wheels fall off. Would you like to ride this pussy? I was like a little kid. I said, I'll ride it a little bit. <laughs> so we got out of there. And what can I say that I learned from all of that? From all of that, if you recap it, is that, hey, we are human. No one is immune to the trials and tribulations of life. Yes. Yes. I love you back, baby. I love you. You know. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But I say that to say we fall down, but we get up, y'all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>